Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to do a stock market update as well as take a look at the cannabis capital markets and see where money is getting thrown around, starting with gainers in the stock market. Looks like Grindrod Shipping Holdings, they were up 10.78% to $3.70. And TerraSend, they were up 4.43% to $4.71. And some of the losers, Bloom Energy, down a little over 8% to $14.40. And Origin Agritech, their shares closed down 7.2% to almost $8. It's a fairly decent sell-off last week that was sparked by both Tesla and Apple's stock splitting. I think there was a 5-to-1 split for Tesla, and I don't exactly know what Apple's stock split was. But uh, regardless, it kind of caused the market to reevaluate and uh, take a dip or correction. We'll see what happens. Regardless, we're seeing some cannabis short sellers earning $402 million in profits so far this year in 2020. So short selling is basically just betting against the market. You can do that a couple of different ways. You can do that in options. You can buy a put, which is you thinking it going down, or you can sell a call. If somebody thinks it's going to go up and you don't, you can sell it to them and make some premium on that. So a few different ways to short the market. And it looks like uh, some cannabis short sellers are making hundreds of millions of dollars after pocketing a billion in profits in 2019. So with a portfolio of more than 200 US and cannabis listed stocks, this particular company's portfolio currently has almost two and a half billion dollars in total short interest. And in the last month, they've added 36 million to their bearish cannabis bets. So the interest that they're paying on every single day is $789,349 a day. So they, they, they think that it's overvalued and they're betting against it. So that's, that's crazy. So five of the most shorted stocks is Canopy Growth, GW Pharma, Kronos, Aurora, and Afria. Uh, somebody needs to throw Tilray in there. <laughs> But Canopy and Kronos and Aurora, they've just written off billions and billions. I think GW Pharma has got a lot of interest, but they haven't really received the the capital or uh, the revenue behind that to back up that capital investment. So Kronos, they had a $107 million loss and having more write downs. So I guess that's part of the reason why there's such short interest in, in a lot of these other companies that have had hundreds of millions of dollars in write offs. Um, probably from malinvestment. They just didn't have the beverage or whatever product they were trying to to get out. They obviously haven't had that yet. So anytime you have to write off billions of dollars, you're going to lose your, um, you're going to have a, a shift change in your staff as well as the direction and vision. So Kronos reported a $40 million impairment charge related to a CBD brand and almost a $36 million non-cash related investment from a cigarette conglomerate at Altria. So Kronos, they've cited an inventory write down of over 3 million of dried cannabis and extracts when those should be selling. But they're anticipating further inventory write downs due to pricing pressures in the market. Well, yeah, when you expect $6.50 wholesale, (laughs) it's just not going to work out. The U.S. is selling that same flour for $1.30 wholesale. The capital is finding its way into the marketplace. It's just at a discount. People are looking at existing marketplaces like the West Coast, trying to give pennies on the dollar, kind of like a used car instead of buying a brand new one. You're not going to go to New York or Massachusetts or Florida and buy a quote new car. You're going to go to the West Coast and look for a used car that's a lot more affordable. 
So investors are being picky. They're kind of taking a step back, waiting to see what's out there as cannabis companies are desperate for cash right now. A lot of cannabis businesses have raised hundreds of millions of dollars, according to this Marijuana Business Daily article. And it's a trend that's expected to continue as investments have a dry spell that began late last year, maybe starting to ease right now. We'll have to wait and see. But investors have shown renewed interest in the U.S. cannabis companies after they were designated essential businesses during the pandemic by most states, allowing them to keep their doors open. And in addition, these cannabis companies have shown fiscal discipline by cutting costs. So we saw cannabis investors stop writing checks late last year because a lot of companies were spending too much money to gain market share, but were failing to make a profit, causing their stock prices to drop. But in August, cannabis companies raised nearly three times the amount of capital equity deals that they did in July, according to Viridian Capital Advisors. So debt deals, on the other hand, they were nearly non-existent. So of the $2.6 billion raise in the first half of 2020, about 99% of it went to North American cannabis companies. So the first half of that was down sharply from $8 billion a year earlier when investors were more willing to pump money into cannabis businesses. But investment dollars have recently come from family offices, established business executives such as former Starbucks CEO, and institutional investors that include the largest pension fund in the U.S., the California Public Employees Retirement System, or CalPERS. In addition, mutual fund powerhouse Putnam Investments, they own 5.4 million shares of Arizona-based marijuana company Forefront Ventures. Shout out to Forefront Ventures. They've got some smart cats that work from them. Uh, I've spoken to Jerry Deriviani, uh, and I've been following Forefront. So they've been kind of one of those companies that have had to let go a lot of their assets in order to kind of stay in business and then that's attracted um, some institutional investors like Putnam Investments to kind of give them that capital to keep going and look for other opportunities. So companies that have raised money include ancillary or technology companies like an organ-based Dutchie. Dutchie Delivery, they got some money from Snoop Dogg and Kevin Durant, totaling $35 million. There's money flowing to real estate investment trusts holding companies and Florida real estate investment companies. In addition, there's a lot of publicly traded cannabis companies whose stocks were hammered in 2019 and they've seen some rebound in their prices after remaining opening during the pandemic. Last year was brutal for a lot of cannabis stocks. A lot of them lost at least 70% of their value, but some investors are targeting acquisitions in the cannabis space hoping to pick up some bargains after the stock prices crashed in 2019. So over the past month, some of the deals that include that 35 million we mentioned from Snoop Dogg and Kevin Durant, there's Ascend Wellness Holdings. They're a New York-based multi-state operator. They closed a $68 million funding round and plan to use $41 million to expand its operations. There's a multi-state marijuana and hemp operator, Jushi Holdings. They increased a debt financing round. Uh, roughly 18 million of a total 33 million innovative industrial properties. They're a real estate investment trust. They got some money, Chicago based Philo. They completed a A2 round, brought in $10 million and LeafLink. They're a wholesale inventory platform. They raised 250 million in a credit financing deal. And our friends over at Headset, they just got 3.2 million. And then CalPERS, the largest pension fund for teachers down in California, they quadrupled their investment in Tilray by purchasing another 160,000 shares. The irony of some school teachers saying, don't do cannabis, don't use pot, and then retiring off the proceeds from cannabis companies is irony in and of itself. But that's a podcast for another day. With that, we're gonna roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid, this is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. 
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.